All right, man. Hey, we're 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 live, man. Effing stuff up. Hey, back again for another one and another one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Good stuff. Effing stuff up, man. It's it's been a whirlwind, bro. It's been a whirlwind, and yeah. I think we're we're picking we're picking up steam and we're getting our momentum. Um, little hiccups here and there, but again, that's to be expected, right? Anytime you right. do anything, right. So here we go again. Oh. I, could de- I could definitely tell, man. Here we are, man. And and, and what? It, and, and I can't believe that uh, it's episode six, man. We're getting here. We're putting our heads together. But you know, I mean, everybody has struggles. Everybody, you know, has has obstacles, right? But 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 I think a good thing to talk about today is is just taking you know taking action in the in the presence of obstacles you know and, and, and for for me that's something that i have been um you know it's something that i struggled with in the past i think as, as an entrepreneur um and as just somebody trying to 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 just improve myself even before i was an entrepreneur even being an employee right it's like you know that there's things that you can be doing outside of your normal uh, window of of use that you that you put yourself through, but obstacles always come up that seem to 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 to, to paralyze you during those times of opportunity and, and create inaction. You know, and and I think that's something that uh, even some of our viewers may be able to relate to. I've been talking to a lot of other entrepreneurs about this this week. It's been heavy on my heart, and a lot of people talk about that. That's what they've experienced too, man. So I mean, have you had you know your 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 run-ins with that type of scenario? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. I have uh, I have two whiteboards in my room, in my office, and um, one one of them is filled with to dos, right? Like right. things that I want to accomplish this year, like some of my goals, right? And uh, you know, a lot, of, most of that I thought I would complete within the first quarter of this year, right? Right. right. Um, and uh, you know, things just got sidetracked, and you know, starting a new a new job kind of took priority for a little bit there. Uh, family, family getting sick, right? All the things, all the things. Right. Um, but you know, I think commitment now, what, what, what I plan to do is I'm taking a little break from social media, right? I think that, I think I need that, that mental calibration again, right. Right. um, where I can train my mind not to necessarily desire immediate gratification, right? Like I don't need that stimuli happening 24 seven. Um, and I think that's what it takes, man. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's the stimuli, man. But, you know, it's, it's also into something that I've been I've been putting a lot of research into. And it's something that um, I, I, I don't know if it would even make sense without having a whole complete episode to talk to talk about by itself. But it's almost like for me, you know, I feel it like it, it's the transfer of it's, it's the transfer of, of energy. Right. And it's like we, we wake up and, you know, I, I see myself and I see everybody, whether they know it or not, as you know, spiritual beings, you know, and, and who are, who are just in bodies, you know, but we're still energy, you know, we're, we're energy sources and there's so much energy that we have throughout the day. And if we're not careful, you know, we deplete ourselves using our energy in so many different directions that we don't allow ourselves enough energy to continue to execute on the things that were actually more important to us. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and that's, that's, that goes right in line with what I'm, what I'm talking about with the social media uh, right. break because it, it fills you with all this like pseudo stimulation you're not really getting anything done but because you're being entertained right. in a sense and right. um 
it's almost like you feel like it's serving you. You right. you numb your you numb yourself to the obligations that you have to do great things, right? Mm. Outside of that, and um and that's and that's where I find myself even uh, till this day. You know, I have a lot of plans that I'd like to accomplish this year, which I will accomplish. And part of that is going to be making that initial sacrifice of, you know, maybe disconnecting from the world a little bit, or I should say the pseudo world, right? Because uh, no, no, nothing that you see on social media is is how it is in, re- in reality, right? Right. So, and that's the thing is like you're filling your your headspace with all this stuff, you know, all this stuff, and then you're you're training your mind to literally be pulled in every which way in every single direction with every little thing that calls for your embrace you know right right yeah man i mean i i can definitely you know speak to that and it's something that has got heavy on on my heart and i'm actually in a place right now you know myself professionally that i'm actually seeking additional guidance and coaches and mentor groups that i can get into you know i started the year um, you know, January 1st, man, with, with all the energy and all the ambition of the world to, to step into my purpose and to walk into a specific direction and to do what I know I wanted to do on a daily basis to add value to the world, not just trying to, to chase dollars, man. And I, and, I, and I spread that message, I think, very effectively on social media for about seven to eight weeks. Um, and then at about eight weeks in, man, something weird happened. And I think you're kind of speaking to it. And I don't know how it happened because I wasn't allowing myself to get caught up in anybody's, you know, scroll hole, so to speak. I was only purposefully being on social media. But then what once was giving me fulfillment then started turning into another source of anxiety for me where I started looking at it incorrectly. And, you know, I started looking at it as a not of how I can add value, but how as how I can get attention. Um, and, and when I did that, it, you know, for me, it kind of it kind of it kind of lost its its greatness <laughs> and, and and my my willingness to want to contribute to it on a consistent basis even diminished so you know for me it's kind of like how do i how do i keep my focus correct when i do engage with it because it, it is it is a useful tool that you have to engage in but how do you yep. how do you make sure that you're you're using it the right way and it's not using you you know what i mean well and i think that speaks to just some of the principles if we're going to really talk about uh, taking action when you're not motivated or when you're not inspired, right. it's going to require that discipline, right? Mm, right. And having the, having that discipline where you're utilizing this platform as a tool uh, to uh, you know as a means to an end versus something that we necessarily feel like it has to serve us, right? Right. right. Um, I think if we if we search for for any sort of validation there, uh, our our identity just by default, <laughs> tends to tends to just get uh, tends to just merge mm. with with all that pseudo reality that's happening, right? right? Versus right. finding our identity in our ability to stay disciplined, you know, um, and and calling things for what it is, utilizing things for what it is, versus you know allowing others to tell us or instruct us how we should be utilizing it, right? right. right. Um, we need to make that determination. Right. You know, man, it's, it's funny because I, I was, I was on a coaching call last night. I think I, t- I think I texted you about that and I was on a strategy session because I've, you know, I've been feeling myself feeling in a stuck situation. Um, and I wrote down these notes and I'll, and I'll share it, you know, and I paid top dollar for my coaching, but I'll share it with our audience because I think anybody can benefit from it. 
Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it was so impactful. I, I remember about 80% of it off the top of my head. And I told myself that I'll go back and refer to that until I remember, until I memorize it. But, but he told me that, you know, if you're feeling yourself stuck typically and, and you don't have any external factors to point at, right. And, and luckily I'm in a position in my life um, and, and my knowing of knowledge of self uh, and my connection with, with my creator, man, and my spirituality that I, that I really know. That if I'm not making the progress that I need to make, um, that, you know, it, it, it's more so about me and what's in store for me or what my headspace is or what I think's happening or what, what my belief systems are than it is about anything in the outside world. And, and it, you know, it's not it's never it's never that person's fault why I'm not doing it. It's never that company's fault why my opportunity sees. I, I always see it from how I contributed to it. Um, and, and I, and I, and I look at that with the same notion that, you know, if you, if you can be past needing to point externally when there's a, where there's an obstacle and you can look internally, you're already 90% there. Um, that was the first part of advice. The second part of advice was if you can focus on having a very clear mission, right? Like a mission that you're intrinsically attached to, like you get emotional about it. Like, you know, your why and your mission are attached and this is what gets you out of bed. And this is why you're working towards that. Um, if you can have a very clear mission, you know, um, if you can have a, a very clear, um, uh, you know, and I, I wish I, I wish I had it in front of me uh, outside of the mission. If you can have a very clear mission, if you can have a very clear uh, plan of action and then a very clear destination, a target of what you're trying to achieve, then even on the days where your know, motivation wavers, then you'll have what you, what's really necessary is the inspiration to continue to, to pull from, you know, when your energy sources are weak to keep you engaged in the moment. And I think when I, when I ask myself, like, you know, what's, what's my biggest obstacle, sometimes it's in truly defining what I'm trying to actually work towards. Have you ever found yourself like in that situation where, you know, you're working towards something great, but maybe the, the, the issue is you haven't truly, truly, you know, defined what that great is. Yeah. And man, it's, it's crazy because we hear it so often, right? Like where people tell us where, Hey, like fall in love with the process, right? The process is what is where you're going to find the fulfillment, the enjoyment, the experience, the, the satisfaction. Um, And to me, quite honestly, right now that, that seems true more than anything where I, I need to stop looking for the end result, right? I think the greatness lies within our ability to overcome or our ability to right. uh, the days that we're not motivated, still, still keep driving and still keep pushing and still taking action right. uh, and still keep, and still keep moving. I think those are important. And, you know, we don't, we don't give ourselves enough credit when those things happen, you know, right. because the world, the world doesn't celebrate it. And again, and it just goes back to like, why for me personally, social media right now, and everybody comes to this, uh, this you know revelation on their own but for me right now i know that that's happening right, right, right. so uh, i don't want the world to tell me how i should depict what success should look like right mm. and that's what's happening with social media is because everyone throws their highlights on there right? right very very seldomly do you ever see someone talk about the struggles that they have to deal with or whatever the case may be and if they do do that it's because they're trying to sell you on some kind of program and they want you to relate, right? They're trying to capture you emotionally. Right. Um, 
but there's it's very very seldomly do you see people you know get that transparent and 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 do kind of what we're doing with this podcast you know where we're just we're winging it you know right. we're winging it we're, we're we're coming to the table with what we know our experiences our our talents our skills our values um the things that we you know hold in high esteem and uh and we say hey you know what we embody these things there's no need for us to fabricate it to kind of meet everyone's standards because you're not going to meet everybody's standards you know there's right. There's people that you're going to have value for, especially with seven, eight billion people in the world. You're going to provide value to a ton of people. It's just a matter of surrounding yourself with the people that um, that you feel like you can provide value to the most, you know, and that's that's where you're really going to find that success is in the process of assisting others and serving others. We find our purpose and our meaning. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can definitely, definitely speak to that. You know, I, just getting getting supercharged on finding a way to offer value and offer service to others in a way that it truly benefits them. But at the same time, you're positioning yourself um, to to do the work necessary to create the lifestyle that that you that you want to live. You know what I mean? I think that's always the the double edged sword. Even even for me, and I think you know when I look at this year and I look at not exactly making the progress to this point and i'm still 100 percent confident i will make the progress that i need you know i i always say things happen in his time not my time and i think sometimes that's part of the issue for me is i want i want it to happen now so i'm a little bit harder on myself um but you know i i do believe that you know in, in time with 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 confidence and dedication and and, and putting your head down and you know, continually taking little little action items and action steps towards the destination, you you'll, you will in, in fact get there. You know what I mean? That's that's the biggest struggle for me, man. <laughs> is is warring with the possibility that maybe God doesn't want me where I want me right now. Right. Um. And and that's the biggest struggle because it's like, no, God, I know more than you. <laughs> Right. I, I need to be in this step of the process by this date. Right. Or otherwise I'm failing. Right. 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 But then it's like, what are you comparing that standard to? Like, what's your measuring stick? Right. And it's so important to to uh, to categorize, because if we allow everyone else to deem what that is for us, then we're always going to miss the mark. You right? see, man, so I think- and- <laughs> that 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 just charged me up so much because this is something that I've been talking to my my wife and I, and I think this is just what we're talking about now is part of the developmental experience for for any professional on any level and and I think whether you're trying to be an entrepreneur or you're just moving up in your career and he, and here's what I mean right I, and and it's funny because when I share this you know my wife's in in mental health she's a counselor she's been a counselor for you know 12 12 13 years now and what she's telling me is that it seems like there's like a a big a big a big sewing season happening right now where it's it's like everybody feels like there's a little bit of a dark cloud over them they can't exactly explain you know explain why you know but but right now everybody kind of feels like man it's just it's just heavier than than it typically than it than it typically is you know what i mean yeah it's the heaviness it's it's the it's a demonic oppression, man. Like he's, you know, the ev- the evil ones is is going in full force, uh, equipping equipping all his little minions, right? 
Right. And, um, and and we war. This is a war. We war against principalities and the the powers of the air, and it's a real thing, you know. And if you look across the world, what do we fight against every single day? It's principalities, you know. You right. see, you see a a trans a trans man, you know, winning and beating women, you know, uh, in in a, in a swimming contest, and it's like we're fighting against principality. They're trying to change the principles that we would typically or or even by default uh acknowledge like right. you know biology would tell me one thing but they're trying to they're trying to twist that and tell me something different right and and we're and we're fighting with those principles um that they're trying to have us accept right which isn't which isn't in line with our with our god-given uh acknowledgement of, of what principles we should be abiding by yeah, man. I mean, and, and then in addition to that, I just feel like I'm always, you know, and I'm somebody who, who doesn't really turn on the news, however, and because I, I don't turn on any news stations when there is some sort of big article going on, I'm getting it like from social media, unfortunately. Um, but, but, <laughs> but, 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 with, but with that being said, the only, reason that I, the only reason I say that is I feel like, you know, since 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 COVID and, and maybe it's always been this way, but it's just been turned up and so much more noticeable that there always has to be some sort of polarizing fear mongering happening at all times, at least in, at least from, from my media outlet, you know what I mean? I, I won't speak for anybody else's media outlet, but if I turn on the media, you know, I remember COVID it was COVID. And if it wasn't COVID, it was killer bees that were coming out. And oh my goodness, if these, if these, bees, if these bees stung you, man, it was like the end of the world. And then, Hey, you know what? The, you know, that that was getting too slow. Then, you know, the whole world needs to understand how racist we are again. And mind, mind you, I mean, nothing's changed. It's always, and there are problems but they've always been here, right? Like it's always the problems I've always lived with my entire life. And if that, if that wasn't enough to, to polarize you, then it was, you know, Hey, now, now there's, now there's, you know, crazy wars happening all over the world. And, you know, Hey, you might have to get involved in that. And if it's not, man, you know, be careful because COVID might just come back and it's going to slap you in the face. And it's like, if there's not one reason to be terrified, you know, and fearing for your life and your future, Then there's another. Then there's the economy. Then hey man, you don't want to have to go out and buy a and buy a, a you know a gallon of milk right now. I mean, my goodness, what are you guys going to do for toilet paper? It's like there's always something <laughs> to to pull your attention in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? And and the one thing that I've learned about you know the the, the God given powers that that God has blessed us with is that if anything we truly put our attention to is what we attract more into our lives, whether it's actually happening or we're just seeking it and finding it because it's always there. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's yep. like, if you're, if you're putting your attention to the poverty that's happening into the world and you're working hard in the physical element, trying to get money, but all of your energy is going into your fear and hate of how all the money's escaping you, then chances are you're never getting money. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's never yep. happening. It's never happening. Yep. And and that's what and unfortunately, that's what's happening to so many of us on a daily basis when we're being polarized about what's happening in, in the world. And in, in, in all actuality, who knows what's actually really happening? Yeah. And, and you, that that's the thing. And it's the, they want to train us. They almost want to indoctrinate us to re, to see the media outlets as truth. Right. right, because they they know we have a herd mentality. They know humans humans enjoy being told whether it's the truth or a lie, right? right? And 
I mean, I think even Hitler said it the best where he said, you tell a lie big enough for long enough, everybody will start believing it. Right. And that that's exactly what ends up happening with the media sources is we're always relying on third party experience. Yep. We're always relying on third party uh, testimony, right? To see whether mm. or not uh, to see what's happening in the world. It's like we ne- we never we never speak to to anything from a first from a first person perspective, right. right? Right. Ever, because if you go outside, reality would tell you different. Right. It would tell you different during that whole COVID thing. If you went outside and you saw, and I'm in you know I'm in Texas, you're in Florida, so we, I think we can relate when it comes to kind of how everybody approached this thing. Oh yeah. Uh, but a- but after a while, people were like, "Man, forget the mask." We're, gonna, we're not we're not seeing anything happen. You know what I mean? Like you walk around, you would never know that there was a pandemic happening. Right. If the, if the media never told you. Exactly. You you wouldn't, man, because I remember I remember and, you know, it's so crazy because I talk to people and they're like, well, over here it is crowded. But I remember when they're talking about all the hospitals being overran. And I remember like literally driving to the gym um, or driving past the gym or driving anywhere like to the grocery store past the gym and, and, and never seeing any of the hospitals being overran. And I'm just like, I'm so confused because I thought everything was overran. Now, it's, and secondly, it's funny. I just want to say this real quick because this is the post I'm going to post. But when you were saying what you <laughs> said, when, when you were saying what you said, it's just funny. We talk about our, our connectiveness that we have on a spiritual level that we don't even know. And this post I, I wrote. Maybe maybe uh let me see what's the I wrote I wrote this a few a few hours ago, um and it just said you know become a believer and it said listen we are only truly believers in anything when we are willing to take action in what we personally believe and experience it personally to feel what the experience yields you cannot truly believe nor have faith without your willingness to take action actions always speak louder than words we control our thoughts but we are not our thoughts we are the beings um, that are behind our thoughts that have the power to become aware of the separation that exists and the only reason that I, I said that, that 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 so so much clicks in is that you know you believe anything and you show that you truly believe it when you're taking action in something. Right. So, yep. And, yep. and, and when your beliefs, and this is the craziest part about the powers that we've been given by our creator, but when your beliefs are there, your beliefs are so strong that you can believe you can bring your beliefs into the physical. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. You know, it's been proven scientifically that you can go behind somebody with a, a, a piece of cold ice and you can tell them this is a scientific experiment. We're going to, we're going to stab you with a knife, touch that person with a piece of cold ice, and they will have the exact same physiological response from their brain waves as they would, as if they had literally got stabbed with a knife. There's a story about a guy who was locked into a freezer, you know, and I, we had talked about this before. He was locked into a freezer overnight. He thought that he was locked into the freezer. He started scribbling on the wall, noticing that nobody can hear him banging um, the guy actually died uh, because he thought that he had hypothermia and that he froze to death. When they found him the next day, they found the guy and they found everything that he wrote. But they also found um, that the freezer cart had been broken for like the last three days and it never dropped lower than 50 degrees in there. And the guy died of hypothermia in 50 degrees. Like, so that's been proven that stuff like that happens and that's the power of the human mind. So with that being said, if the media is telling you every single day that everybody's dying, Everybody's going broke. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yep. going poor. Is it really that weird that we're having an increase in deaths? Exactly. <laughs> like, is it really exactly. that strange? We we know that's how people work. 
Like that's how yep. that's how our brains work. Once you accept it, that you know, for me, that's my problem with the medical system and why I typically don't like going to the doctors. When when people with terminal illnesses typically die very fast once they've been told they have a terminal illness. Yep. Yep. They can't get out of their own way. Right? Because now they've accepted it. It's over. It's over. Yeah. The people the people that don't accept it, they call it miraculous recovery. Yep. And it's 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 because you know once you once you once you implant an idea, the only thing it has room for is to grow. Right. That's it. And that's right. what they that's what they continue doing, and they reinforce it, and then they bring you on this emotional roller coaster, right? So they always keep you dependent on on them because they're the ones manipulating your your emotions, your state of emotions. Right. So they bring you. They bring you on a high, they bring you on a low, they bring you on a high, they bring you on a low to exhaust you to the point where you're finally just going to say, just give me, just feed me anything. Wow. Wow. <laughs> for, for, for me, when you, when you just said that, and I just went on that roller coaster with you in those few verses, no, no, those few words, the first word that came to me was acceptance. You just put me on that roller coaster. So I'm just going to stop asking questions and just say exactly <laughs> right. That's like, exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, like, you know, you, 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 are just shaking me up, right? It's like, it's like when your kids, when your kids getting out of line and, you, and, you, and, you, and you, you give them a grip and you give them that look in their face and you're like, okay, just tell me what to do. I'm not going to do anything else. Like that's yep. what almost, that's almost like what the media is doing to the to the population as a whole. It's like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. It's really bad out there. Just tell me how bad it is so I can plan my life accordingly. Yeah, and when's the best time to train a dog? When they're exhausted. Mm. They they tell you to go go exercise the dog. Get get the dog running. Get the dog let let the dog get all their jitters out, right? All mm. the things that would that would drive it to explore and make it become curious, it now forfeits those things for the sake of exhaustion. And now it's just it's just waiting for someone to tell it what to do so it can obey. Mm. That's deep, and it's scary, man. And, you know the worst the worst part about it, and I you know I, I don't know if I should say the worst, but yeah, the worst part about it is I truly believe that you know when you look at when you look at at as things as a whole, and, and again I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional, but they say you know two percent of the two percent of the world. Uh, has all the world, you know, has 98% of the world's wealth, you know, only 10% of our country is, is actually, you know, considered, you know, in the in the wealth category, right? I think the people that are in the category are the people that truly understand how this world is working. And even mm-hmm. if they're not speaking the correct language, they are taking the correct action steps to be able to maneuver correctly in, in, in this existence, right? Um, I really believe that. I really believe, like, even whether it was passed down through generation to generation uh, or whatever it may be, I mean, like, they're they're taking the correct action steps to truly get the get the best out of this energy vessel that that we are, you know. And, and a lot of times, you know, those that that don't have the action steps, we get caught in the hysteria of the masses and kind of, you know, our our energy gets gets you know absorbed into that and into what everybody else is doing, kind of kind of running in a circle to make the, you know, to, to make the, the clog turn, if, if that makes sense. Well, and, and you know, and I think a lot, another piece of that is they also understand that humans uh, generally will, will never enjoy taking accountability for their actions. Mm. Right. Mm. And you know what, and that's what the truth does. The truth forces you to act on it because it's true. Mm. Right. So people actually love to embrace lies 
because they know they can they can always point the finger and say that it's it's not me it's this and they never have to take personal accountability for anything because they never engage the truth right Mm. so it's almost like they enjoy being deceived because they know that they'll never have to be accountable for that the truth forces you to be accountable right Right. it's like once you once you know this how are you going to act upon it knowing that this is true right I mean, dude, it's so it's so crazy, you know. And and I, and I think that you're right, man. When I look at like the things that I hold true to me, and like even when I make a fundamental change in my person, right? And I just want to grow and develop in my self image and my imprint changes. The things that I really hold true are the things that I'll act upon, you know. And and, and I won't I won't waver no matter what. You know, the only exactly. things that I'll, the only things that I waver on are the things that I don't necessarily hold is true, even if I'm knowingly accepting them and calling them true. Like, you know, and again, that, and that's where I say, you know, as, as people, we have to admit that we're imperfect per- persons. We can have this conversation and I can agree with you, but I can do my own reflections and say, man, there are things that I know aren't true. And I and I, and I lie to myself at times and say it is true only because it's an easy out when I don't want to do it anymore. The path of least resistance, man. Right. It's the path of least resistance. And, and, and they know we're, we're, we're more inclined to embrace lies because of that reason, because right. we're going to take that route because we're, we're not held accountable because we're not the one telling the lie. So if, if things don't pan out, I can always point the finger at the person telling the lies right. and say it's, it's their fault, not mine, for the way I believe and the way I think and the way I act. Right. Wow. You know? Yeah, man. That, that's, Come that's on, a, bro. We get that's a, that's a, <laughs> we get we getting deep around here, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, I wasn't even expecting this conversation. You know, I'm thinking I'm thinking of talking. We might be talking about burpees and push-ups, man. But not today. <laughs> not today. Spir- not spiritual thinking. spiritual burpees, baby. Hey, we needed this, man. We needed this, bro. Like, <laughs> like no, man. It's a it's a it, it's a it's it's a it is a war. It is a war. But I I think the real I think a, a lot of the real wars in is in the application, man. And that's something that um, has really dawned on me this week. I know I shared it with you, um, you know, via text message, but, you know, you got to hold yourself. I think anybody who's truly one that wants to grow is somebody who's truly comfortable holding themselves accountable. It can call themselves out on their, on their own shortcomings. And, you know, like with, with, with me, man, you can have all the best intentions, the best plans. And, and, and then to your point, Sometimes you continue to do that because you don't you want to give yourself that out because, you, you know, you know, in taking action, that means that you truly have to believe one of the things that you're planning to do. Like you truly have to wholeheartedly believe it's going this is the one, you know, and, and move rather than only believe it 50 percent. And that allows you the opportunity to try to, to build something else before you make a, you make a move because, you know, that one's not really it. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like people are scared to tap into who they really are. You know, like I, I'm having this conversation with people and I, and I think that we truly innately realize that we're capable of accomplishing amazing things, but we're just so afraid to accomplish them. Mm. It's almost like we don't want the burden that comes with uh, uh, getting to that point. Being right. Great. It's like, <laughs> yeah, being great. We don't want the burden that comes with greatness. You know, man, I, I, I'll, I'll say that just just being, you know, truthful, man. Like, I think that for me, 
that is something like you know it, it's not I, fear is like it, it's becoming an easier thing for me to say but it's harder for me to put it to words because you know when i when i think of fear i think as a person like in the corner kind of kind of shivering like literally like being scared right you see like like the unmacho the, the most unmacho emotion you can have but really that's not it and that's not how it that's not how it actualizes right that's not like at all the, that's like the tv version of fear right like like fear what fear really is is that voice that has you questioning what you know is right to do like that is fear that's fear talking to you right that that is fear fear is the opposite of belief anything that gives you a reason to question what you already know that that is fear presenting itself that was just gonna dude you took the words out of my mouth i was i was gonna say that fear is just (laughs) doubt that's all it is it's just doubt because you know something to be true and what the what fear does is all it needs to do is get you to pivot an inch that's Mm -hmm. it just pivot an inch it doesn't need to change your entire framework it doesn't need you to uh, to renounce your 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 beliefs or renounce what you truly hold uh, to highest. None of that, right? All it needs you to do is to doubt an, a, a piece of what could possibly happen. Right. That's it. Right. And and, and your entire and your entire roller coaster is just derailed. Mm. So what's the? I mean, and, and that's to me, dude. That's the that that's like the 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 question well i i guess that's the that that's that's where that's where the question comes up you know how do you not get yourself in that position where you fall where you fall victim to to even giving time to those thoughts but i but i but when i ask that i almost say i almost know the answer and the answer is the same way as we do physical training where we have to train our bodies to be able to persevere in mm-hmm. adverse situations right we have to do spiritual and mental training on a daily basis with the same intention and the same consistency if we're ever going to get past that point. You know what you I mean? You got it. You got <laughs> it. That's it. And, and, and you know what? The elite, those one percenters of the world, you know, you know what they have that's, that's different than anybody else? What's that? That lack of, that lack of doubt. Mm. You're 100% right. They, they don't allow it to paralyze them. Instead, they... Here, here's what I think what needs to be done is because they're, they're going to happen, right? Those thoughts are going to happen. It, it's, it's nonsense to think that we can just believe that it, it will never happen again, right? We'll never doubt. Right. But I think allowing your, your mind to work through your thoughts, mm. right? To work through that doubt, allow it to play out. Allow it mm. to play out, right? And I think we stop it giving it that, giving it that unknown, which just empowers it. But if we allow the thought to just play itself out, now it's forced to be challenged with the reality that we see around us, right? Because now we're seeing it in its, in its full comprehensive view versus us realizing that we're beginning to doubt, stop it in mid-process, and leaving the unknown, strengthening the doubt more and more as time goes on versus mm. allowing it to play out and and forcing it to test itself against your reality, your perspective, and how you view the world. Dude, that that you know what, man? I think you. I think, <laughs> <laughs> listen, man. I mean, 
if you haven't been talking to, to to any counselors or any people of that regard, man, you've already in tunely just tapped into some serious skills. Let me tell you, man, this is this is a an actual skill that I've discussed with my wife. And, you know, even wow. in, even in describing some of these scenarios, like when I'm talking about I'm, I'm, I'm having um, being being blocked or I'm having a problem. You know, some of the exercises that that we'll do is literally play the problem out all the way through rather rather than just running from the fear of the possibility of what that bad situation can yield you, right? Because to your point, if you play it all the way through and you hit the worst case scenario, okay, now what? Well, then now you know, right? But but it's the fear, but it's the fear of that unknown. That's exactly what you said, which paralyzes us because we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to experience or accept or even think about what that potential possibility could be because we know it could be unpleasant. But if you force yourself to go through it once, you're past it. Or, or so on top of that, or we allow it to play out. We realize that it may not be as bad as we initially thought. Hmm. And it was going to force us to make a decision whether we're going to take action or not. Right. And move on. <laughs> and move yeah. on. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Yep. Instead of prolonging this, man. Wow. And it's like people know that. People know that. People know that, well, if I allow this thing to play out, I'm going to realize that it's not as bad as it may, it may as I'm making it seem. And it's going to force me to take action because now I'm considering the worst case scenarios right. and I know I can overcome them. Right. But people don't want that. Mm. They, 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 they want to remain a product of their environment so that they can always point the finger and never have to take right. full responsibility for them either succeeding or not. And I guess that's where the, you know, I mean, there, there, there definitely are people out there who, who don't. And I think, I think people as a whole, well, here, here's the thing. So I, I just unlock, I just unlocked this. I unlocked this thought process um, a couple of days ago. And I've been thinking like this for a long time, but it all kind of clicked to me a couple of days ago. And I'll, and I'll put it out here to see if it clicked for you or somebody else, man. But, you know, well, we know that everything that is discovered or everything that's new that we find as men or man, you know, has always been here, right? Like when there's a discovery or a breakthrough in science, it's really just, you know, bringing light to what already was, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> like, like, for, like, for example, like, you know, you, you find, you find this new disease, it's already been there. You find the cures from a plant that, that's existed for 2000 years. You know, you find how to fly an airplane. Well, the, well, the blueprint has always existed. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, the reason that I say that is everything is connected and as humans, our egos tell us that we have to be smarter and that we are smarter than we really are. And we overcomplicate the most simplest things, right? So I hired a coach. I told you that I was on a coaching call and I was hearing the coach coaching all these fellow entrepreneurs and on my coaching call, I'm like, man, this is so strikingly similar to my old district calls, how I used to run my sales teams. I'm like, I've been thinking all this time being a coach is like some new skill set that I need to learn. But this, <laughs> but this guy is literally making a ton of money doing exactly what I've done for several organizations and not made a fraction of what he's, what I'm paying him right now to do for me. I'm paying him to do for me what I've already done for tons of people. And I said, well, let me look at it a different way. So I worked for X, X company, X company paid me, X company paid me to get to, to gather like-minded people 
and to get like-minded people to execute on a common idea in multiple locations, right? Like that's what being a district or a sales or a sales director or any of that's about, right? Well, if you're being a, a coach to entrepreneurs, you're gathering like-minded people who are trying to pursue a like-minded path that you personally pursued, and you're giving them advice to execute on in a weekly basis, and you're measuring it, and you're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, it's the exact same thing. I'm like, okay, so let me, yep. take, it a step, let me take it a step further. For, to be an excess, to every successful company has to have managers. Am, am I wrong? Like, can, can, can any successful company operate without leadership? Not, not at all. Okay, so no, no successful company in this world can operate without leadership. It's just, it's just impossible, okay? So if it's impossible for any successful company to operate without leadership, how can an entrepreneur think they're going to be successful without a true mentor? Yep. How can a, how can a person that's never gotten shape physically ever get in physical shape without a coach? That's why well, you know, the, the world trains you that way, though. The world, the world trains you that being an effective and impressive entrepreneur is that you're independent. But it's you, not you true. Didn't, you, you self-made. You know what I'm saying? Like, you I know, self-made. I know, man. But it's like those, those, those captions are not true because as you, as you pull the layer back, right? Like you pull the layer back. And I'm talking to my coach yesterday. We're, we're talking to about 1030 at night. And he's telling me that, you know, listen, Nate, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I have a coach for fitness and he coaches me for fitness. I have a coach who coaches me uh, to be a better husband and to be a better father. And this is my coach and completely different. I have a coach for my business endeavors who talks to me specifically about business. And I have a coach who helps me with my financial planning. So he's paying four different people to drive four different aspects of his life to help him. And this guy is extremely more successful than I am. And I'm like, wait a second. So my coach has four coaches to coach him to be great. Michael Jordan had how many trainers and how many coaches? LeBron has how many trainers and how many coaches? Every successful entrepreneur, even when I'm talking to Andy Frisella talks about, he talks to his business coach. You're talking to all these people. Self-made is the titles that get your name, but there's not a such thing as being a self-made success. Absolutely. I agree 100%. You know, and you know what it is? It's, it's the age that we're walking into, right? So, you know, you had your industrial age. You have your information age, right, with the internet boom and all that. But we're now tapping into an age where we're, where we're wanting people to think for us. Mm. Mm. And it's only those who realize that, that we're, sh- we're making that shift. People are willing to pay top dollar to have others think for them. And that's exactly what a coach is. The right. coach is the one in the background putting together the plan, putting together the playbook, uh, finding out the steps in execution, creating you know strategic planning and organizing everything. And then all they're doing to, is, is to you is saying, do this. Do it. And that's just it. Like, just, just like <laughs> – just like, you know, just, just like the proverbial manager, right? Just like, you know, you walk in you, you, to your sales team, right? You got your Monday morning sales calls. You tell them exactly what to execute on. You tell them their KPIs or their metrics and you say, go. And it's like, we're, we're coming into a different, a different level in, in business and understanding. And even in, in human connection where I almost think, you know, everybody has to sort of look at it from that, from that level, because here's what I think, right? I think, 
you know, we, we talked about it. It's all about the transfer of energy and us being spiritual beings. And I really feel to a certain extent, you know, the transfer of money is also just a different, a different layer of the transfer of energy, right? So you're like, you're going to these entrepreneurs and you're going to people, you know, there's people in this world who are more highly successful than you. And you're asking them to give, you know, give me what you have so I can have a little bit of that, right? Like, like Jeremy, you, you've done X, Y, and Z give me a little bit of what you have so I can have that. And then I know my world can be a little bit brighter, but what you have is an absorbent amount of energy. And you're like, Hey, well, if you want some of my energy, it's going to cost you this. And, and yes, money may be what I give you to get some of your energy slash knowledge, but that's just, that's, that's really my energy, right? Because I had to put time in to use my knowledge, my well-being, my resources to gather that money to give you for you to be willing to even give me the knowledge you have so I can get what I want. And it's almost like, if you look at it like that, instead of looking at it from an egotistical standpoint, like, you know, I don't want to pay anybody to tell me anything, but it's like, it's almost like, it's not, it's not that that person may have spent 40 or 50, you know, 40 years <laughs> mastering how to maneuver in this world, right. Mastering how to, how yep. to keep the mindset where they want or to focus on the right things. And, and it could just be one simple conversation that helps attune your perspective to where you could see something different that you didn't see before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's where time becomes the, the greatest commodity more so than ever before. Right. Like mm. you're, that's what, that's what, you, for example, your coach is doing instead right. of spending the time learning how to be masterful and effective in those four different avenues of his life, he's paying somebody else who's already been there, done that to do it for him. Right. That's it. Right. Right. And I mean, I, and I, and I, and I think that, and I think that's so genius in, in, in today's world. Right. Because and we talked about that yesterday too, in, in my coaching call. And I said, you know, one of my biggest problems is that, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning from a period of my life where I was selling myself for money and, and you know, and, and not, not like in an inappropriate way, but like I would put, I would, I would, I would put, I would put my head down, man. And, and two or three years would pass. I'd be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I'd be missing dinners with my kids. You know, I'd be missing sports events and opportunities and family time. And I would do whatever I needed to do to be successful in my career, but at the expense of everything that I hold the hold I hold closest to my heart, man. So like it's like I'm at a point in my life right now where I want to be highly successful, but I don't want that either. You know what I mean? I want to build a business that allows me to be as successful, to be as successful as I need to be to provide value to people and actually provide a service to people, but not necessarily making it so in order to once the business is up and operating. That it's going to contain. It's going to take you know my complete time commitment to make it to make the service of any value, if that makes sense, you know. And it's like my biggest problem was not truly saying that and just accepting whatever I can as a win, rather than making sure I'm moving in that direction, you know. Oh, that's really good. That's you know, really I, good, man. Because that that that's it, man. I asked myself. I said, okay, so. I have two coaches, actually. One of my coaches that were helping me with my business, they're helping me build my client base. And, you know, I've been, I've been very fortunate, man. I have paying clients and I'm going from somebody who is selling, selling nothing but insurance policy, completely transitioning and already having paying clients. But then as I'm getting these clients to coach, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm giving these guys everything I have. And I'm like, this is going to take a lot of time. If I have 50 clients, <laughs> I'm back in the same situation I was trying to not be in. 
you know, like in order to exactly truly, in, in order to truly give these people value. So I'm like, you know, we need to make a pivot. We need to talk about that. And these are things that I think everybody should consider when they're building out their business. Because if you know, again, you don't want to be in a situation where you resent what you're doing because then those you serve suffer. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like, and the reason why you're even to do those things in the first place, uh, you 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 end up compromising, right? <laughs> you end up sacrificing the very reason for for the very reasons why you're doing it in the first place, right? Right. You know, but you buy, you can buy that back when you start when you hire expertise and allow someone else to think for you, right. which is the exact, and that's the age that we're in where. It, the people who can do that the best and know how to capitalize off of that model the best, those are the ones who are going to win. And, and win big, man. And, you know, it's funny because it's like it's it's happened before. You know, like the, the, the age has happened before the opportunity for this for this type of, of, of quantum leap, if you would. And it was a big quantum leap going back to Henry Ford, right, who who literally wasn't really an expert in in much of a bunch of anything and i'm sure he spent a lot of time doing what he did i'm not trying to discredit that but what he did do was show the power of pulling experts right and paying experts to do things for him and if he did that how much he could truly revolutionize and create an industry that is you know pivotal to everybody in this world's existence yep (laughs) straight (laughs) straight innovator man you know, and like, and literally, do, and literally doing that from the power of pulling from others. You know, they, it wasn't popular to call the people who who he employed coaches at the time, but that's exactly what they were, right? He didn't know anything about how 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 mechanics work, right? So he had a mechanical coach who, who did all that. He didn't know anything about combustion, you know. So he he had a coach that did all that. He didn't know anything about the business aspect, and you know, certain things he was. Uh, an expert at, but you know, even the presidents, right? There's always an, an article where somebody questioned him, saying he was ignorant. Wrote a wrote an article about him, calling him ignorant because he couldn't he couldn't uh, re, you know he couldn't reiterate the presidents at the time, and you know he literally debunked them by by saying I can press a button and have somebody come in my office and answer any question in this in this world. Like that that's how I've that that's how I've created my empire. Someone, someone told me, don't ever let, don't ever let something take residence in your mind that you can look up. Mm. You know, <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because that 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 really dies into my my next point, um, <laughs> which is which is making sure. And this is something I've learned, right? I'm always I'm not, I'm always going to be sharing from my own personal pain points um, because I want to be different than what you said. Like when I even when I share on social, man, like the stuff that I'm sharing, it is my real pain points, and I do want to actually talk to people who could feel that so I can help them with my services. But it is also true. But it's like you know the 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 um man i had something really good and i just lost it there hold on man take take me back dude what did you just say so never allow something no thought or anything to take residence in your mind that you can look up man i had something really good and it literally (laughs) slipped my mind i can't believe that that literally just just slipped my mind it's going to come back to me when it does i'll definitely share that one that was that was that yeah yeah and that's you know and that's that's the age we're in where people are are paying others to think for them you now have everything here's what it does 
it frees your mind to, to start tapping into the more innovative and creative aspect of your mind because it's not bogged down with task responsibilities. It's mm-hmm. not exhausted because you're trying to learn something new. Literally, your neural pathways start building down the path of innovation, right? And right. creativity. Right. And you start tapping into that because your, your, your mind is clear because you're not, you're paying someone else to create your fitness program. You're creating somebody, you're paying somebody else to help you develop your sales course to sell online, right? Like right. you're, right. It, you're right. allowing other people to take on that burden so that you can free your mind to remain in that creative space. So, so this is what I was going to say. And I'm glad you said it. I brought it back to you, man. Purposeful, <laughs> pur- purposeful. And I'm going to get to it. My wife always told me you're long winded, purposeful <laughs> reading, right? So when you, when you said that to me, it dawned on me that, you know, throughout this year, I've read a lot of books again. You know, I, I've told you since I hit 34, man, I went on this reading spree and I've literally read every single day um, with the exception of maybe five or six days, like actual physical reading um, t- since that day. And it's, you know, going almost going on, this will be three years on, in September that, I, that I've been doing this now. Um, but what I, what I also realized is that in this time period, I've created an extremely bad habit. Um, I thought it was great, but on the opposite of everything great is is the seed of an opportunity of of a negative. On the opposite of every negative is the seed of an opportunity of a positive, right? Like that's just how balance works in this world. So what I thought was great actually has ended up being something of a hindrance from me. And here's what I mean. Uh, my reading of choice is self-development, self-help. Um, you know, building yourself up books like that, these are the books that I love, you know, for no other reason than it, I'm truly interested in learning everything I can about how to maximize my, maximize my mind. Well, with every one of those books, there's there's guided how to action plans for how you need to participate in the books. The goal of reading self-development books is not just to read the book. It's actually to do the work, right? It's to do the work, <laughs> not, not read the book. So here I am. I've read I've read a few. I've read, I don't know. I don't want to make it more than it is. Maybe 150 books, you know, in this period of time. I've read about 150 books. Um, I've done the work on zero. And, and, and when I mean do the work, I mean from like page one to close, have a notebook where I'm taking notes and actually putting the ideas to practice to make my own conclusion to determine if the book has any validity to me or if I should just dismiss it and continue to move on with my life. Instead, I've read all these books. I've debated the concepts. I've stored them in my brain at times as maybe not even useful information, to be honest, if I'm not taking action on it. And I just have a, a bunch of great talking points in my head. They're not really any use to me. The reason why I say that and I say it so bluntly is this. If you're going to take time reading, make sure it's purposeful. If you're going to do self-development, make sure you're actually developing. Don't read um, to check off a box and to make yourself feel better, read with intent to get something out of it. And if there's nothing to get out of it, find a better task to do that can move you closer to where you want to be. You know, don't don't just do things because you think it's 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 the thing to do. It needs to be purposeful. And, you know, that's my commitment to myself. Um, I stopped in my tracks of the book I was currently reading. I, I pulled out a notebook and I said, I'm going to reread these four pages, these four pages until I actually apply what it says every single day, multiple times until I apply it. Like that's, that's me because I've created a habit of reading actionable item things to do and not taking action, allowing 
the action in itself, in my mind, to be validated in just reading about it. And that, in my mind, has moved me closer to be staring in the paralysis by analysis phase of life and not taking action, you know, and that's what I'm moving out of with this very conversation we're having. And here's the problem is because uh, we, in this information age, we already have more truth than we can bear. Mm. That's Mm. the problem, right? Mm. Like we already have too much truth, Mm. like, and the truth calls you to action. Truth calls you to act upon it, right? right? You have to, it challenges your beliefs. You have to, and that takes effort and energy, right? To calibrate your mind to now accept the truths that are around you. And it's, it's all around, right? Like it's all around us. And if we really want to find it, we will, you know? And, and the thing is we have so much truth that we can't even bear the thought of now assuming more truth because now I'm, I'm, I'm obligated to do something about it. Right. Right. You know? And, and it's like, we think just having the information is enough when we see it all over the place that, if so, it's more impactful for someone to spend 20 minutes doing something they have no idea how to do than someone spending 20 minutes thinking about how to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen, man. I mean, and, and that's why, and that's why I say, you know, just by, by reading and by taking in all this information, but by not taking action is a very dangerous thing to do for anybody, you know, rather, um, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee or you're somebody who's just trying to be better than you were yesterday, um, you don't want to get yourself in that habit. You know, to your point, you just said it, you know, 20 hours uh, of thinking will never be more beneficial than 20 minutes of, of just acting. Right. So if you find yourself like I found myself recently, and you look up and you're like, wow, I have spent an absorbent amount of time thinking about stuff and, and, and really debating ideas, but you haven't actually applied anything then truthfully, you're, you're still you're still in the you're, you're still in the consideration contemplation phase. You haven't even definitively made up your mind yet if you believe in any of the concepts you're reading, because because, again, to your point, right, if you if you if you if it connects with you, you've accepted a new idea, <clears throat> you want to you want to you want to you know, you believe it. Right. The first thing you do is you act on it because now you put it you put it to the test. Right. It's the same thing with our faith. You know, we believe what we believe. We put it to the test every day. <clears throat> the results we get, it, it, we, we, we observe in our, in, the, in our daily life. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Man, this, is, this has been jam-packed, bro. Like, <laughs> this has been jam-packed. Um, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know where to go from here. I think we've, we've dropped so many bombs at this point so, that now we just got to take action. We got to take action, man. our way out of it. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, I think that's it, man. I think if we can, if we can sum up our our our, our episode in one word, it, it, it would be action. Oof. <laughs> oh, that's powerful, bro. Right, right. Like all yeah. action, man. Yeah. Like, not, like it's 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 the cure all. You know, they used to tell us. They used to tell me in in, in every sales opportunity I was in, they said, you know, more sales is the cure all. To, to any scenario that we have going wrong in this operation. And, you know, they really believed it and it was true. But again, that just speaks to action, right? If you're a sales organization and your job is to produce, then sitting there and worrying about the house that, that's on fire is not helping you actually take action. But if you do produce, 
everything immediately seems better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why? Like yep. it, it does, you know. It's like what works in one aspect of life, man, works in every aspect of life, brother. And there can be no escaping the benefit of taking action now. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> the best time to do it. <laughs> right now right now right now man right now you know we're working on so, some good stuff we got to do it bro let's get it done yeah if y'all are hearing this this is this is your sign this is your cue that whatever you've been thinking about meditating on do it don't think just do that's the motto just do it and the best time the absolute best time to start on any idea is when you're not ready it's right now Whoa, when you're hey not now. ready but by, <laughs> by the time you're ready listen by the time you're ready you have missed the boat i promise and i've missed the boat far too many times i'm sharing this from personal experience <laughs> by the time you're ready the boat has already sailed and it's like a speedboat boy let me tell you <laughs> you're not catching it, man. you're not catching it man you know you're not catching it so yeah, man, I, I appreciate it, man. I love these. I love these episodes, man. I, I definitely hope that, uh, that that somebody had got some value out of this. You know, I can't wait to the next time we can put our heads together and, and really discuss, um, you know, I, I think finance, man. I don't, I don't think we talk much about finance. No, that so what you know, what I'm thinking is maybe, maybe we just bring somebody on who, who kind of specialize in that. I mean, you know, with all that's being said today, why don't we? focus on bringing in somebody who is an expert in that um, and let them coach the people. I love that idea. I, I mean, I, I really do. I mean, <laughs> so listen, man, I mean, talking about for the past I mean, hour. I mean, listen, man, let me tell you, bro. I mean, I have personally, and, and again, yes, that's what we've been talking about. I need to, and I'm going to commit to it on this call, find somebody to help me personally take my financial knowledge and expertise and, and, and know-how um, to the next level, because that's something that, that, that I know that I need. You know, one thing that I, I talk about all the time is that why don't, why don't they teach us the things we really need to excel in life in school? Like, they don't talk to us about how to really think. They don't talk to us how to really decipher information. They don't talk to us about how money really works. <laughs> you know, like, I, I memorized a lot of facts in school, but I'll tell you what, man, I haven't really been asked any of that in my professional career. <laughs> boy ain't that the truth <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah man that's everything a whole, that's I, a whole other that's a whole other episode uh, man. it is we'll get yeah we'll, we'll dive into that we'll dive into that man. But that's <laughs> it. you know we're, we're doing we're, we're doing what we do best man on a friday bringing it to the world man effing stuff showing up. up that's it yep come F-ing on brother. stuff up showing up and effing stuff up that's it period yes, sir yes sir well hey man until next time uh, signing out, Nate Strong. Jay Vicious. Love, peace, and hair grease. Yes, Cheer. sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll catch you guys.